When your purpose is to help people, but the storms that come into your life make you focus on yourself, those two things don't go together. They contradict. That's a problem. We're going to talk about it next. Scott Hannes on Purpose Under Pressure. Hello, friends, and welcome to Purpose Under Pressure, sharing stories of purpose and the storms that can rise and kind of get in our way and try to knock us off our path. Purpose Under Pressure is brought to you by the Ruby Group Sandler Training in Akron, serving business and sales leaders across Ohio and in Florida and with sales and leadership training. So they're a great group. You can check them out if you need some help with your, your business and your sales efforts. I'm Brian Leffelock. I'm glad you're here. Our guest today is Scott Hannes. He is the president and founder of Fortitude HR Solutions in Strongsville, Ohio. And Scott has um, about as much purpose and about as much proof of purpose as you're going to find. And we're going to talk about that story in just a little bit. Scott, welcome to Purpose Under Pressure. Thank you so much, Brian. Appreciate really glad you. you're here, and, and, and I'm, uh, I'm glad to have met you a little while ago, and I know you were going through some storms and some pressure of your own, and I think we might uh, talk about that in a little bit. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about Fortitude HR Solutions. What's good? What's happening great? And, and how are we weathering that storm today? Yeah, so again, thank you very much for having me on and uh, anybody that's listening. So I own a company called Fortitude HR Solutions. We do have two different main divisions of our organization. We do HR consulting business consulting, helping clients put in structure from a business standpoint, core values, uh, you know, goals, objectives. How do you grow your business from doing a million dollars a year to $10 million a year? Just the growth trajectory that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, they're really good at their niche, but they don't have all that foundational stuff in place. So we work a lot with that with our clients and then also executive coaching and again, trying to get out of your own way, right? Like a lot of business owners are great again at their niche, but they spend too much time in the business and not working on the business. And that's kind of where we come in to help out um, on the consulting side. And then the other division, we do full service recruiting of W2 team members all across the United States. Um, anything from like an office assistant all the way to a CEO we've worked on. So just uh, we want to help people. We want to add value. That's what we're all about at Fortitude HR Solutions. Yeah. And so you're, you're working with people here locally in Ohio and uh, across the country. And I'm wondering how long ago did you start the company? And is mm -hmm. the company based on a specific purpose or is that purpose also yours? Let's talk a little bit about why you do what you do. Absolutely. We started June 24th of 2019. It's also the wedding anniversary for me and my wife. So yeah. I'll never forget the start date. Um, but I'm just, I've been very fortunate and blessed to be able to help a lot of people in the three and a half years we've been in business. So I absolutely love what we do. As far as purpose for me, it's all about making an impact and helping other people. Um, I kind of have a, a personal model. If I can help one person each day, like I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, if I wasn't, owning a business and, and making a difference this way in people's lives. Um, I definitely would be working for um, a church doing youth ministry. I'm very passionate about that. I volunteered for the last 18 years doing youth ministry at my church. So how does that purpose, that individual purpose, you're working with the kids, which is God's work. That's, we all mm -hmm. should work to help our future grow, but you also own a, a HR company. Mm -hmm. how, how does the does your purpose to help people come through the HR company? Was that the, the goal of it or mm -hmm. what's that in individual approach that kind of ties all of your activities together? Yeah, I mean, to me, again, I am a faithful person. So, you know, my personal belief is in God and Jesus and, you know, being able to, you know, help people along their journey. I, you know, even in the corporate world, you know, we worked we had roughly 
1,200 people at one of the organizations that I was responsible for under my scope of influence. And I've always enjoyed the personal relationships with people. And you know, I've had employees or team members come in and say, hey, like my wife just got diagnosed with cancer. Or you know, I had a really crazy story where I had an employee that said, hey, Scott, like I'm going to go kill myself. And you know, not that I did anything. I, I believe like God worked through me, but I was able to help save someone's life that day. Um, and so just being able to you know, treat people the way I want to be treated, like treat them like a human being. Like at the end of the day, human resources is all about people, right? I mean, th they are your most valuable. You know, I hate the word asset because they're a person, um, but they're the most valuable thing in your business, right? If, you, if you're building a team and you're looking to grow, the way you treat your people and the way that they're willing to kind of work with you and work for you, like that's what's going to make or break your organization. You can have all the profit you want. You can have all the systems and processes, but you need people that understand your vision and your culture and what you're all about that want to join you in, in kind of building something. And they understand where that goal is and they understand your vision and they understand your culture. So to me, that's kind of where my, my purpose and my faith comes uh, you know, into play. And again, just because I'm in HR, it's kind of taboo, right? Because we live in a very politically correct world. And so we got, I got to be really careful how I approach things or you know, what I say, um, because it's not like I have freedom of speech anymore, um, especially in the world we live in. So you know, when someone would come to me and say, hey, Scott, like I'm dealing with this, and I could tell they were upset. I always had an open door policy. I still do with my clients. And you know, people come and they'll tell me that my, you know what's going on in their life, and I have two big ears, and you know, they kind of stick out. So I try to do a lot of listening and uh, just kind of empathizing, you know, with them and their situation. I don't know what they're going through, but mm -hmm. I've also had my fair share of uh, challenges and fun in my life, and because of that, I feel like it makes me a better leader and a better you know person. And because of that, you know, it's allowed me to uh, I think be very successful in my career. And so, you know, even though I'd love to work for the church and help, you know, the church, you know, full time, the church just doesn't pay enough to be able to provide for my family, my wife and my son, right. and uh, to be able to give back the way I am able to give back to, because I do a lot of pro bono work for some uh, schools and churches, and I try to help people as much as I can. So that to me is really my purpose is giving back and helping other people. Obviously, you know, I own a business because of the ability to make money and to provide for my family. So that's one component of it. Um, you know, growing up, my dad lost his job three different times, you know, and my dad's an extremely hard worker and I've learned so much from him and just blessed with a great role model and just a father figure in my life. And I know not everybody has that. Um, and so I'm very fortunate. And I always think about that. You know, maybe this person didn't have a good upbringing or maybe they, you know, everybody's got stuff that goes on in their life, whether it's personally, professionally. And everybody says it, you know, in the corporate world, don't bring your personal life into the professional world. Well, guess what? We're human beings, mm -hmm. right? And so this always happens. And I think at the end of the day, again, I'm going to use my God-given skills and talents and abilities to help people. And but at the end of the day, again, it gives, it gives me a lot of gratification, and I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. You know, it, it's I'll share very quickly. I'm a deacon at our church, and, and one of the things that we try to do is with, with the church body, they all have God-given gifts and passions and drives and, and tools and skills that they've been mm -hmm. given. And to be able to take them into the marketplace, into the workforce, mm -hmm. and to be able to share those gifts with others even while you're working. Um, is an amazing ministry, and, and we don't always think about that. So congratulations on being able to kind of swing your feet up out of bed in the morning and put them on the floor. And, and even though some people might think HR is being just numbers and benefits and, and, and emails that are, have to go out to everybody, yeah. you're, you're making purpose and you're mm -hmm. taking care of people 
even amidst something that maybe people don't think they can make a difference in. And so um, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So you're, you're running a business, and it's HR, and it's purpose-driven. Storms come, knock you off your path a little bit. I'm interested in where things can go wrong, where things can be a trial for you, and, and, and kind of what you have to overcome to, to keep purpose alive at uh, Fortitude. Great question. Um, I think there's two main areas I would I'd like to talk about, Brian. Number one, um, just you know, I, and I hate the word balance because I kind of have a work work balance still. Because <laughs> uh, what I what I do, I don't feel is work. I feel like you know it's kind of a ministry, and I also feel like it's a way I'm helping people. So I I absolutely love what I do. Like people here at Human Resources, and I think of Toby, you know, maybe from the office, and they think of these boring people yeah. that again, are you know, paper pushers or they only care about what the company wants. I think great HR professionals balance the employee and the team member and the company's needs, right? And they find the common ground in the middle in order to make things happen. Um, so the time aspect for me is probably the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things like with pressure um, because I'll take a phone call at 10 o'clock at night if someone's struggling or I'll answer an email late at night. And so like there's really no on-off switch, like I'm always on, you know? And I think, you know, I've sacrificed a lot in my career uh, with family time, you know, missing birthdays and wedding anniversaries. And, you know, it's my son, like we have a 15 year old son and miss some of his sporting events, you know, because of work. And, you know, I'll be out of town and there's nothing I can do about it. But, you know, I've tried to figure out, you know, a little bit better balance in the last three and a half years as an entrepreneur and a business owner myself. Like, you know, the nice thing is I can take time out of my schedule now and say, okay, I can't do a meeting between five and seven because I got to go to my son's basketball game. But I can be available afterwards and before, and I'll work later in the evening or at night if I need to to kind of make up things. Um, I think too, when you own a business, you know, people have lost, unfortunately, the service component, right? And and I'm a huge believer in servant leadership. And so if I say something, I better do it, right? Yeah. So it's like leading by example and going through that whole thing. And again, I love. I love the title of your podcast about, you know, having purpose. It, it kind of goes back to what Simon Sinek talks about, like starting with your why, like what's your why and what are you doing and are you being intentional and, and how does that all relate back to kind of your overall purpose and mission of, of your personal life? So again, I absolutely love that, Brian. Um, so, so the time aspect's one thing um, that's been a challenge for me because, you know, there, even though like in the corporate world, I mean, I'd work 80, 100 hours a week. Um, I'll, I'll never forget my 10 year wedding anniversary with my wife, the day before we were supposed to go to Jiravasi uh, winery, like yeah. I had a weekend plan for us. And I got a call on Friday morning from my boss that was over in India and said, hey, we want you and Kevin and our uh, Darren, our director of finance, Kevin was our president. And we, we want you all to be in London tomorrow morning. So instead of celebrating my 10 year wedding anniversary, I got to fly to London uh, the next morning so I could be in London uh, for yeah. work. So again, like, and my, my wife and my son have been very um, gracious. They understand kind of, you know, what I'm doing and why I'm doing it to provide for our family. Because, you know, my dad uh, unfortunately lost his job three different times growing up as a kid. And, you know, the financial burden has always been a big part of um, my life and kind of my kind of my proof um, you know, while I'm getting very personal. And then, you know, like when the third time my dad lost his job, I was 14 and I was working for somebody and I was actually abused by that person. And so I, I think I have an internal drive to always want to do really well in work because it gives me purpose and value, like personally. And so because of that, um, I, I feel like I can't let anybody down, you know, including myself. So I will continue to push and drive. Um, 
at, sometimes at the expense of you know relationships and, and family time. But I think in the last three and a half years, I've done a much better job of trying to find that balance and spending time. Uh, the other thing, Brian, the other major talking point here would probably be my health. So uh, in June of 2021, I ended up uh, being diagnosed with COVID. I thought I was doing pretty well. And then June 16th of 2021, uh, I was doing Zoom meetings for a client that I was supposed to be in person with in Washington, D.C. And a uh, client said, hey, you just got over COVID. Let's move everything virtually. So it was 1.30 p.m. on June 16th of 2021. And I come downstairs. I had a half-hour break. And I start feeling like low, sharp back pain, like someone stabbing me. And uh, went upstairs at 2 o'clock. I was having a hard time seeing. My legs started like throbbing and swelling and uh, cut the meeting off at about, after about 20 minutes. So it's 1.50 and I look at my legs and my legs are swollen like tree trunks okay. and they're black and blue and I can't feel anything you know, from my waist down. See on the rule, only decision makers can get other people to make decisions. Each and every day we have a decision to make. Also, when we're with buyers in our sales process, we have a decision to make how we're gonna lead that interaction. And if I'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments, then when I'm with buyers, I expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process. So first and foremost, I have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make. So I'm obviously freaking out, uh, called my wife who was downstairs. Uh, we ended up calling 911 and the ambulance took me to uh, Southwest Hospital and uh, thought I was having a stroke because I was having blurred vision and my, my uh, right arm was a little numb. Here my blood pressure was like 65 over 44. My heart rate resting was like 150 something. And um, they did the stroke test in the, in the ambulance on the way to Southwest couldn't figure out what was wrong. I wasn't having a stroke, ran all these tests on me. Here I ended up having blood clots from my toes to my inferior vena cava, which is like the main artery that goes to your heart. Wow. And the only reason why I'm still here, Brian, is that my inferior vena cava splits off into two instead of being like a straight line. So that's the only reason why I have blood still circulating in my body. Is that a difference it, than other people? You were, yeah, you're, you were just made different. I was made differently. Okay. Yeah, so like most people have just like a straight line for your inferior vena cava. Mine splits off a little bit, so it allowed blood to still flow to the heart. And that allowed and then, you to live. Yep. So then I ended up having to have emergency double thrombectomy surgery where they, they cut behind your knees and they take out blood clots through like a catheter. Um, and then I was on blood thinners. And then I've had a whole host of other medical issues with finding out I only have one kidney that functions. The other, My one kidney is small and atrophied and doesn't work. So I have like a nephrologist now that I never thought I'd have and ended up having double COVID pneumonia on top of all that. They were surprised I wasn't intubated. Um, you know, that was all while you had COVID? This was after our, I thought it was COVID. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. Gotcha. some complications uh, from that. And my mom's had two strokes. And so I think there's some blood you know, disorders within mm -hmm. the family. So now I get to take you know, a blood thinner every day. And then I've had some heart issues where my heart you know, sitting here resting would, would, would have been like in the 120s, 130s. So then I, was, I see a cardiologist now. I've done all these like past EKGs, um, echocardiograms, and now I'm on this medicine to help lower the heart rate. And um, so it's, it's been a challenge. I've also, I have gout. And so, you know, not being able to walk when I get a gout flare up, all these different things. And so it was, it's been a long journey. Um, and the reason why I share all that is that, 
you know, even through all those like personal health challenges, you know, my clients were very understanding because of the relationships we have. I, I only had one client that said, hey, Scott, like we're not going to work with you. Um, but then it was also a challenge because we hired our first W2 internal team member that wasn't my wife or myself. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, unfortunately, you know, that person left during that time. And so um, because of that, like, you know, we had a, a three month period where we kind of had to pick up the pieces and I don't blame that person at all. Um, you know, obviously there was talk about me not making it right. And, and so in the ICU that I may not be alive and they may have to cut off my legs and amputate because I had something called PCD. And so a lot of like transition and change that kind of forced me into the position where I'm at now. And um, you know, through the grace of God, I'm still here and uh, I have a second chance. And so being able to, you know, want to give back and do more, that's, that's why I do what I do. Again, that really drives me, that fuels who I am. And so if I can make a difference in one person's life, like I feel like I'm doing not only the work of Fortitude HR Solutions, but also God's work at the same time. So again, this is way more personal than I've shared in any podcast, Brian, but I think, again, your title of your show and just, again, getting to know you over the last uh, year or so, I think this is the right appropriate time for me to share this. Um, and then on top of all that, you know, um, going through and then now finding time be because I, my wife looked at me uh, back in May and said, you know, like a little bit teary eyed, like Scott, like you got to do something because... Um, I wasn't taking care of myself and my health right. really gotten out of control. And I was up to about 270 pounds in May. I'm happy to report to you and anybody that's watching and hopefully I'm adding some value here is that I'm at 216 pounds right now. So I've lost 54 pounds, um, but it, it hasn't been easy because I have had to, you know, learn how to like work out again. Like before I would work out, I'd walk, I'd do cardio on my jog, and then I would also lift weights. And because of my elevated heart rate, I have to be careful that my heart rate doesn't go above a certain um, number. So I have to wear a Fitbit tracker and kind of keep track of that. And um, so I'm doing it in a modified way, which is not my personality at all, Brian. <laughs> uh, my personality is very much like I'm all or nothing. Uh, and if you know me, like I don't understand the word moderation. I also don't understand patience because at the end of the day, like I want, again, like I've, I've been there where like I, I was on the brink of death and like I want people to like live life to the fullest and like enjoy each day. And like, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have a lot of bad days too. No one's perfect. But at the end of the day, like I try to really kind of take that and, and take charge of that in my life. Yeah. And so um, that's been a challenge too. Like again, going back to the balance, right? Like how do I find time to walk an hour each day in conjunction of taking care of, you know, the, our clients. And then, you know, we have W2 team members that are outside of our family. So we have a recruiting and sales manager, a full-time recruiter. We have three other people that help with recruiting on a 1099 basis. Our son's on our team now helping with some of the marketing. And my wife's the CFO and co-owner of the business. So how, do I, how can I be present for them? And again, like, I think it goes back to you can't give what you don't have. And so again, like understanding all of those things. And there's different pillars they talk about in business about, you know, like your, you know, your fitness and your family and your financial and like, you know, like uh, spiritual and all those different pillars and what matters and how do you do all those things. And again, like I've always been one of those people, Brian, that kind of stinks at one of those pillars or sometimes multiple pillars. Like I'm really, really good at this one, but I struggle with these four, you know? And so again, trying to find that, that's been the, the real challenge with uh, pressure under purpose. So well, that's way more than you wanted me pressure. to share, but. <laughs> no, actually you just, just nailed it. You just said pressure under purpose, which is backwards. 
<laughs> but that's what you've been living, brother. It, it's like, Sorry. man, no, 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 no. You, you, I think that was a God-given thing because you, you have talked about a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. a lot of pressure, talking about uh, the fact that time is an issue, the fact that you, 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 you feel like you need to take care of others far more than anything else, even at expense. And I, I think some listeners are out there thinking back to the time management thing, going, man, mm-hmm. Scott, you can't miss your kids' games. Man, Scott, mm-hmm. you got to go to be with your wife. Man, mm-hmm. you can't do this stuff, Scott. You're, you're out of whack, yeah. right? And you mm-hmm. were actually kind of, look, that's just me. This is a purpose. Mm-hmm. So my question is, when you're going through all those storms and you have to focus on yourself, mm-hmm. but you're thinking of the business, and you're thinking of helping other people. Your mm-hmm. purpose is actually against what you need to do right now. Isn't that right? Your purpose is helping others, and yet mm-hmm. you're the one in bed. Mm-hmm. How did you handle that? Because that is, I mean, when your purpose is what drives you. Mm-hmm. Well, now this isn't about you now, but it is, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. how, do you, how do you make that work? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I've been very fortunate, again, to be raised with parents that my mom and dad both have had amazing work ethics. And so... Like I'll outwork most people, right? And again, at the expense of a lot of other things. Um, and I think some of it comes down to communication. Some of it comes down to compromise. Um, again, the last three and a half years, and especially the last six months, you know, we, I think you met Dennis. So Dennis is our recruiting and sales manager. Dennis has been just an incredible add to the team and somebody I just have a lot of admiration and respect for. He leads our recruiting division. I don't get involved in recruiting as much anymore. So that's allowed me to have more time to spend with my family and to my wife just, you know, just had back surgery, you know, um, about yeah. eight weeks ago. So like she was in a lot of pain starting on June 20th this year. So being able to help out around the house more, I was able to do that and, you know, spend time with her and, and run our son around. Cause he's again, was playing basketball and running cross country for his school. And so, you know, that allowed me to again, have more time freedom that, you know, prior to me adding the team members, I know what I need to do. Like I coach and I, and I teach people about this. And I'm putting it into practice again. I don't want any, I mean, people can look at me and say, Scott, you're living like a fraud life, right? But I, I'm actually taking steps. Like we put Dennis in place. We hired Jake, who's another full-time recruiter. We have three other recruiters that help us. And I'm I'm involved in recruiting a very little than I used to be. Like before this, yeah, you could look at me like, Scott, what are you doing? You know, um, but I feel like I've, you know, again, I've managed it to the best of my abilities given all the circumstances that have happened. And I think as business owners and entrepreneurs, we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace yeah. and we need to be a little bit patient with ourselves because again, I'm used to working with 1200 employees and having big teams and, you know, going from that big team structure where I had, you know, 10 direct reports and another 30 indirect. I mean, I, we were able to accomplish a lot and now we were able to impact the business and really move the needle really quickly. And, and I know if I want to grow and continue to help other people, like I have to add more team members. That's and it. so we're working on that. And like my wife and Dennis and I, like our leadership team at Fortitude HR Solutions, we're going to have a planning meeting here in December to talk about fiscal year 23 goals. And we've already talked about when do we bring on another full-time recruiter and when do we bring on another, you know, consultant, you know, to help on the consulting side of the business, because, you know, a lot of that does fall on me right now. Um, and again, like if, if you're building a business and you really want it to be sustainable and, you know, I think any entrepreneur, our business owner needs to look at what's your exit strategy and where are you going? Where are you taking the business? You know, and if something would have happened to me, we didn't have all that structure in place. You know, now I feel really good if something happens to me and because each day is not guaranteed, right? Each day is a gift. And so if I can take that and again, my team can survive and take the business without me and my wife 
as co-owner, she can run it. And like Dennis knows the recruiting side. I just need to backfill myself, which is the next hire that we need to make besides another recruiter. So we're working on that. It's it's kind of the who to do the how. You know, it's a great book, and I always get the guy's first name wrong. It's either Jack or uh, Dan Sullivan, but oh, it's okay. a great book um, to take a look at. Again, when you talk about like outsourcing, because I don't need to have it all figured out. You know, again, like I put a lot of pressure on myself um, because that's who I am. Um, but at the same token, like I know there's other people that can do it better than me. And so I'm surrounding myself with those right people. We've been very blessed and fortunate again, June 24th of 19, we already had like three clients ready to go. So we weren't like in this huge ramp up period, like we've had this trajectory like this and, and the trajectory went like this. And then in June of last year, it went like this a little because I was turning away work and I stopped doing things, but now we're back on the upward swing. So again, you know, that's not very common, I think with a lot of entrepreneurs, but Again, because of some of those things and because of my work ethic and because of the fact that, again, I don't even know why I'm sharing this again, but the fact that I was abused by a boss when I was 14, 13 or 14 years old, I think it's made me a better person and it's allowed me to be empathetic and it's allowed me to like want to outwork people. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that, that can be a bad thing or a negative thing, but at the end of the day, like I'm not going to let myself or our team fail. I'm going to do whatever I can, be that servant leader give them whatever tools, resources they need to be successful. And I feel that's my job as, as the, you know, the president and the, uh, you know, owner of 42 day HR solutions. And I want to try to summarize it for you just a little bit. The thing that yeah, I please do. is that you, you've taken this storm that you know is not going to stop, whether it's your health issues, whether it's the business, whether it's time, whether it's issues from your past, like there's this pressure that's driving you, mm-hmm. but instead of switching your purpose, to take care of all the things that everybody thinks they ought to be taken care of. You've actually built, uh, you, you've reached out and grabbed reinforcements mm-hmm. to allow you to maintain your purpose of helping others. You've stepped out of those storms so that you can continue on with that purpose. And I'm reminding you of an, uh, reminded of an analogy when you're on the plane and, the, and the, the, they tell you to put the masks on first yeah. so that you can help mm-hmm. others. And, I, and, I, and you didn't fall back into yourself and you didn't fall back into, into serving the way other people thought you should. You kept saying, no, I'm going to help people, but we're going to figure it out this way. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not always easy to do. Sometimes people do what other people want them to do. And yep. that's not you. You stuck to your purpose. So yep. uh, as we wrap up, can you share with me with all of those health concerns seemingly behind you, but maybe more still going on? You're still overcoming some things. Um, what's next? for fortitude and where are you going to have to make sure you're focused so that your purpose continues to shine through? What's the next hurdle that maybe you're going to have to overcome moving forward? Yeah, I think it's just, it goes back to, again, adding additional team members and building out our internal team. Yeah. Which is, again, we live in a fun world for recruiting um, and we, and we do this all the time, right? Um, Again, I just want to help and I'm just, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. And I think that's probably the best way to sum it up. And I appreciate your vulnerability and I appreciate your sharing the story because I think Scott, you say you're marketing, marketing is just messaging and telling a story. And when yep. you're able to be vulnerable and you're able to tell a story and that story includes the storms that you've weathered, it lets mm-hmm. me understand that mm-hmm. you're the kind of person that's been there, seen that, didn't fold under pressure and actually came out the other side a better man. And you're yep. the kind of person that I would want to work with as well. And I think that's, you know, they talk about advertising and things. That's, that's not that. Mm-hmm. This is who you are. And you're yep. sharing it with others. And I think that's the way you run your business. So, folks, if, if you want to reach out to a, a guy like Scott, um, um, I hope that you will. And if he's somebody that maybe you'd like to work with in your business or if you just want to talk to, to to gain inspiration to overcome some things, I know he won't mind. Scott, how would they find you if they wanted to talk with you? 
Yeah, so you can find me on uh, Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Scott Hannis, H-A-N-I-S. Company name is Fortitude HR Solutions. Um, you can reach out there if you go to our website, www.fortitudehrsolutions.com. I know it's a long website, uh, but there's a contact us there. And again, if there's anything I can do to offer help or just be a resource for people, that's what I'm here for. But uh, I, I truly love what we do. And again, we do this, obviously, you know, to provide for our families and to, you know, so it's still a business. Uh, but at the end of the day, I do my always my purpose is to help people. So, Scott, that's what this entire show is about, inspiring people who are going through things that no one knows. Yep. go through them and stick to their purpose. Thank you very much for sharing your short story. I, I really appreciate it. We can't do this without folks like you willing to be vulnerable and helping others that are going through uh, similar or different or the, the, the same type of storms. So thank you, Scott Hannes from HR, uh, from Fortitude HR. Really appreciate your being on Purpose Under Pressure. Yeah, and thank you so much, Brian, as well. Appreciate you. Purpose Under Pressure is brought to you by Sandler Sales Training by the Ruby Group. Visit the rubygroupsandler.com in this pressure-packed sales world. Uh, they're going to shine some light on the purpose. So that is Sandler Training and the Ruby Group. Check out Brian Media Strategies for more Purpose Under Pressure episodes. And if you want to talk to me about anything at all, you can find me there as well. I am Brian Lefflock. This is Purpose Under Pressure. We do this every week, and we'll do it again next week. Until then, let's turn it up.